And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk all things financial with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Luke, good afternoon. How you doing, all right? Very well, thank you, Luke. And uh, obviously, it's been a short week this week, but uh, it seems to have come around even quicker than that, doesn't it? It's Friday already. How did that happen? I keep asking myself the same question. You know, you blink and then we're sitting here having a chat. So it's, I think they're getting faster and faster the longer we stay inside our own homes. I think that might have something to do with it, and that relates to our topic today too, of course. Today we're talking about insurance, pandemics, and the things we need to remember about our insurance arrangements. Now, we're talking about personal insurances here. So, Luke, walk us through what exactly are the types of insurance that we're talking about today? Yeah, so I thought quite, you know, important that we cover these things off because we're having a lot of questions about, you know, existing policies and certain definitions and and when people can claim. Um, So primarily we're talking about life, total permanent disablement, trauma and and importantly income protection uh, because it's very topical at the moment. So I, I thought today we'd cover off some of the things people should consider if you have cover, if you don't have cover and obviously then delve a little bit into income protection and the impact of loss of income and things of that nature because of some of the initiatives that have been put forward by the government. All right, now I'm going to take a stab in the dark here, but I'm going to suggest that maybe there's a lot of insurance contracts out there that have absolutely nothing in the fine print about a potential pandemic. Is that the case? Yeah, look, very much so. Um, Obviously, we have a panel of of very large uh, insurance providers that we use, and we've got from from all of them in writing that obviously there's, there's no generic wording that would remove the potential claim in relation to a pandemic because of the extremely obscure nature of what we're experiencing at the moment. Um, So from a life perspective, obviously, if you have cover, if it's through super in your own name, make sure you understand the sum insured um, and make sure you review your beneficiaries because the last thing you want to be doing is trying to change policy information when you're ill uh, or or during times of duress illness so that's something that I think people should um, should have a look at and obviously from a total permanent disability standpoint whilst you know COVID-19 is generally not something that would impact that because people do generally recover from it obviously each individual case should be taken on its merit uh, and the same could be said for trauma insurance obviously that's the diagnosis of medical conditions and the one thing that we are seeing that I guess I wanted to point out to people is the, the view of the insurance companies in light of the COVID-19 issue um, is becoming extremely conservative and they are making underwriting decisions that uh, prior to March or, or April wouldn't have, wouldn't have been an underwriting problem. But, you know, if you go now and get insurance with a retail provider, um, there's a greater likelihood of either a loading or the decline of cover where existing conditions whilst may not be that serious, can impact your ability to get cover. So if you have um, a pre-existing respiratory condition or you're predisposed to certain respiratory issues, um, insurance companies are taking a very, very harsh light on taking out new policies with that in mind because they have very limited medical evidence in relation to the impact of, of COVID, obviously, because it's still in its infancy. So are we starting to see new insurance contracts now with a clause inserted that relates to the pandemic circumstances? 
I, I haven't got any providers that we use that have, that have added anything to a contract like that. However, I do know firsthand that the underwriting questions and the information that they're collecting at the time of application has changed significantly. Um, and obviously then they're overlaying that with the answers that you provide in relation to your existing physical health. And that can have a number of implications in relation to the cost of the cover, the ability to get cover, as I touched on just before, and also then obviously um, loadings or exclusions that could be applied when they take into account your broader physical health in light of what we're seeing with COVID and the, the limited information they have to make underwriting decisions. So if somebody's considering at the moment uh, what their circumstances are, uh, what are the things they should be looking at? Well, I think it's important to understand the amount of cover that you have uh, and understand what you have. I, I see regularly that people get life and total permanent disability confused. A lot of people also tend to get trauma and, and total permanent disability or TPD cover confused. So have an understanding of what you have and understand the difference. Um, if you have it through a superannuation fund, make sure that you have enough money in the fund to cover the premium because I know a lot of people keep small amounts of superannuation balances in place so that they can keep insurance because they may not be able to get cover elsewhere or the cover they have may be great, which is, is fantastic. Um, people should also consider the, under, the, the, the definition of total permanent disability. So you can have an any occupation definition, which is very general, or you can have an own occupation definition, which is far more specific. So if you can get an own occupation definition for your cover, uh, I would recommend that people consider that because it is a far superior contract to the wording of the any occupation definition. Um, and obviously in relation to trauma, if you have trauma insurance in place, review your policy, see if you have a reinstatement option, understand the amount of cover that you maintain and also then ensure that you know you have the ability to pay the premium and you understand what you are covered for because the greatest frustration people have is going to claim and not knowing what they're entitled to. Now, as you mentioned, a lot of people have these insurances as part of their superannuation, but is that the best way to do it or is it better to have uh, a, a life insurance policy or a disability policy outside of your insurance? Is that in some way better? Well, again, I think it's a case-by-case -case basis uh, for most people. Um, obviously, in relation to life cover, the premium can be deductible both inside and outside of superannuation where it's structured correctly. Um, obviously, from a cash flow perspective, if you use superannuation to pay the premium, it reduces the impact on your fortnightly or monthly income. Um, that's very advantageous for some people. Um, in relation to the TPD definition, you'll generally see that TPD own occupation is held outside of super and people should consider a super linking strategy there where you can actually have a foot in both camps and have part of it paid out of super and you pay part of it personally to make sure you get the best definitions. Um, so I think it really is a case by case. Um, one thing people do need to keep in mind is that if they have their life insurance held through superannuation and they're paying the premium themselves, that premium payment will go towards their $25,000 concessional limit, which is the total amount of money that you can put into super and claim a tax deduction. So it really depends on what's best for you, how are you going to pay it, and also thinking about who the beneficiaries are because if money is going to be paid out of super to a non-dependent, it can have rather significant tax implications, which 
in most instances, would outweigh the benefit of a tax deduction. So if it's going to a spouse or a dependent, think about through super. If it's going to a non-dependent, then think about holding it outside of superannuation to avoid uh, some potential uh, tax liabilities that can occur. Now, I would imagine that one of the hot topics at the moment would be related to income protection insurance, because obviously there's a lot of people at the moment losing a lot of income. So uh, what are the important points that people need to keep in mind in relation to income protection insurance right now? Yeah, so look, this one is, is, is really topical, um, and I can appreciate the frustration where you've been in the unfortunate position where your employers laid you off, your hours have been reduced, or your industry as a whole has been shut down, which we've, we've seen happen in a number of, of different sectors. Um, the thing people need to keep in mind with income protection is it is your ability or inability to perform your occupation. Okay, so to be able to claim on an income protection contract, regardless of whether COVID is in play or not, a medical practitioner generally turns around and says, Leon, you can't perform your job because of A, B and C. And that can be through accident, illness and things of that nature. Now, obviously, the frustration here is that where people have been laid off or their hours have been reduced or their employers had to shut their doors, that is not their inability to perform their job through accident or illness. So it's important to make that distinction because whilst you do not have a job to go to, you still have the ability to perform that job if you could. And I think that's the one thing that people need to keep in mind because obviously it's there for a reason, but like any contract, there are terms and conditions and definitions that need to be met. And being laid off or, or being, uh, you know, put on a reduced working uh, rate, it, it's obviously not impacting your ability to physically do what you're employed to do. So in that instance, obviously, you know, you wouldn't have it. If you had COVID-19 and the doctor said, well, stay home, you're infectious, and then you couldn't work because of that, then yes, you'd obviously have to serve your waiting period, but then you would have a legitimate claim in relation to your inability to do it because you have been diagnosed with the, the condition in that example. So is there no type of insurance at all that will cover the eventuality where you've been stood down, made redundant, had your hours reduced or any of those? Not, not that I'm aware of, not in relation to a general, uh, like a, a retail income protection contract. Um, it's, it's similar to redundancy. Obviously, being made redundant isn't your personal inability to do your job. Um, now, that's obviously something that people need to keep in mind. To those that are self-employed, obviously, there's the general insurance side of things with workplace continuity and, and other general insurance policies that, from a self-employed standpoint, may be able to compensate them for some instances. But it, my understanding and my application of this has always been that does the life insured have the physical capacity or ability to do their chosen occupation? Um, and obviously the diagnosis of COVID-19 in this particular time is going to be the driving consideration in relation to whether you can or can't actually make a claim. And keep in mind also that, you know, you need to be able to serve your waiting period. And if you've got a 90-day waiting period for your income protection um, and you've recovered over that period, obviously you need to serve that 90 days before you can start to claim. Um, and obviously it is something that people are recovering from in, in the greater instance. Yeah, so in other words, uh, there's, um, uh, you know, the way we look at income protection insurance, uh, a lot of people might not really understand the ramifications of that, uh, but uh, in essence, income protection insurance is really a sickness and injury insurance. 
Well, again, it's, it's your inability to perform your usual occupation. So, you know, I flew my mountain bike into a tree last year and had a shoulder operation and plates put in and spent, you know, three months with my arm in a sling, as we all saw on the videos. Um, but given my occupation is, is talking and explaining and giving information, I wouldn't have been able to claim in that instance because I could still perform my job. Now, had I smashed my teeth um, to kingdom come, broken my jaw and couldn't talk, then I would be able to say, well, hang on, I haven't got the ability to do my job. And then obviously you'd be able to make a claim in that instance where you can't perform key duties in your occupation. So it's, again, it's, it's, it's something that people need to keep in mind. And obviously the quality of the contract and the, the ways that you can be paid do differ significantly whether something in relation to income protection is held inside or outside of super. So that's a real key consideration for people that are thinking about the cover. Obviously, it's generally deductible against taxable income in your own name and not so much where you have a linked policy inside and outside of super, but you do have the ability to maintain a limited or diluted policy uh, through a superannuation fund in most instances. But I'd always you know, tell people to compare their options so they understand what they're actually getting into because this is one of those industries where the devil is really in the detail. So, Luke, what are some of the strategy considerations people should keep in mind when reviewing their insurance cover? Yeah, look, I think the first thing people need to obviously do is, is as we said before the break, understand what you've got. Take the paperwork out, have a look, ring your fund, um, or get the PDS out of the product disclosure statement and actually have an understanding of what you've got. Um, that's the most important thing because there's nothing worse than finding out you don't have what you thought you had or if you haven't reviewed it in quite a while, get it checked. You know, send us the information. We're happy to review it um, because a lot of this stuff is is left alone and set up many years ago. And I see people come in all the time and go, "Oh, well, why have you got this amount of cover?" Well, I had two young kids and a mortgage, and now I don't. And now I don't have any debt. And so this is the sort of stuff that's living, breathing, and should be reviewed. Um, I recommend people check their TPD definition, and if you can get own occupation TPD, um, I'd, I'd endeavour to do so. Um, because obviously performing your own occupation is far superior as a definition to your ability to perform any occupation. And when you think about that, um, it can have a significant impact on, you know, what you could do in the future and your your chances of getting paid a significant amount of money. Um, in relation to taking out new cover, uh, I'd advocate that nobody cancels anything they have until new cover is underwritten and in force with the new provider because... Murphy's Law says something will bite you in the bum there, um, and that's not something that anybody wants to have to do. And also have an understanding of what's required in relation to the insurance itself. So what I mean is different companies have different appetites in relation to what they're willing to take on. Um, so one company may say, anybody with a BMI over 32, we're going to load your premium. Another company may not worry about that until, say, 36 or more. So this is where an advisor can add some real value in relation to putting the right person with the right contract and the right provider uh, because, obviously, insurance companies have different appetites in relation to what they're willing to take on. Um, I'd recommend people check their waiting period of their income protection. The one thing I've found is that we've had a, a first-hand experience here of what it's like to potentially earn no money for some people. Um, so check your waiting period and see if it's relevant to your current situation. If you have an offset account, you have a redraw facility or you can have access to money quickly, obviously 90 days may be applicable. But if you're finding that, you know, through what's just gone on, you've eaten into your savings, you may need to review that income protection waiting period to ensure that 
you'll be paid in a timely manner should you need it in the future. Um, in relation to your trauma contracts, obviously make sure that you have the best possible definitions and the, the plus option with retail providers. And keep in mind that trauma cover is not held through superannuation. So don't make the assumption that you have it through your fund because in 99.5% in of cases, you won't have it. Um, and then obviously just check your income protection benefit because if your income is indexed or you've changed careers or you've changed occupations, make sure that your occupation class is relevant to what you're doing now because if you've gone from a more manual occupation to a more white-collar occupation, the premium could actually fall um, from an underwriting perspective. So check your monthly benefit. Work on, on 75% of your, your total package. Um, consider where it's held. If you want a tax deduction, keep it in your own name. If you want to limit the impact of cash flow, use a super linking strategy where part of it's held through super and parts held outside. Um, but make sure that what you have is relevant. Um, the, the biggest problem I see is people come in, in with a claim and haven't updated anything in many years and their current situation is far different to what they're insured for because it hasn't been checked and it hasn't been reviewed. Um, and if you do have symptoms that are going to implicate yourself in relation to getting new cover, um, ask for a pre-assessment with the insurance company. You know, they'll be able to get an understanding of what you have at the moment and come back to you and say, well, will we accept it? Will we load the premium? Which means they make you pay more because they're taking on an increased risk. Um, and have an understanding of that without having to lodge an application and have a record out there in the ether forever that, you know, you've had something declined or excluded. Um, so that you, you know that what you have in place is, is relevant and accurate and, and current to your situation, which I find is, is the thing people get wrong the most. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so look, um, www.envisionfinancial.com.au. Obviously, if I can go to the Knowledge Centre and, and register there, we have a, a raft of information on different types of cover and, and, and what they provide. Uh, if you've got existing policies and want to have a catch-up and see whether they're still relevant or appropriate or, you know, priced efficiently, um, more than happy to do that. We're operating on a full-time basis now out of the office uh, via Zoom and, and things of that nature. So, you know, give the office a ring, 6260-4749. You can have a chat to Barb and she can get a time in the diary just to review your cover and your definitions. And, you know, we, we had one last week where there was a, a $15,000 reduction in the premium they were paying, um, which, you know, I, I've never had anybody complain about. So, you know, it's, it's, we're a time where being efficient and being cost-effective is important. You also want to ensure that you've, you've got the right sort of cover. So we're more than happy to review those things. You've got the podcast uh, on iTunes and, and Spotify now, obviously the Strategy Stacker where, where we talk about these sorts of things and obviously the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we'll put the key takeouts of, of this on the, uh, on the net and you can pause it and take out what you need. Thanks, Luke. We'll catch you again next Friday. See you next week, mate.